Happy October 10th, everyone, and welcome to the Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we discuss all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. I am the now Y2K compliant Brandon. With me, as always, are... Big Mark. David. American Zacco. So yeah, as of this episode, we are now a third of the way through the currently existing Treehouse of Horror episodes. Number 10. Yep, there are 30 out there. 31's coming later this year. Third of the way there. This is Treehouse of Horror 10 from Season 11. A pretty short intro. Uh, We have Kang and Kodos uh, coming in, and they're, like, hosting the Treehouse of Horror episode, and they're in front of, like, a live audience of various aliens and monsters, and they're trying to, like, host it like an Oscars host would complete with bad jokes and laugh track and whenever the laugh track goes it just cuts the audience is like not amused whatsoever and then um yeah they're doing their bad jokes and then it cuts to the simpson family on the couch lisa asking what do aliens have to do with halloween but of course we have homer as the jack in the box we have marge as the witch we have bart as the fly bart lisa has an axe in her head and then, strangely, even though we were watching in the original 4x3 aspect ratio, uh, that shot was strangely cropped. And we should have been able to see the two-headed uh, Santa's Little Helper Snowball 2 from the Fly vs. Fly episode oh. laying on the rug. Um, you can just barely see the top of their head. But So, yeah, I don't know what was going on with that version that we watched but even though it was in the correct four by three it was still very zoomed in and it was just for that shot maybe disney's meddling fucked it up maybe most likely then maggie is of course the alien maggie from the previous years (laughs) trials of horror and she tells lisa silence and zaps her away and then we are done with the intro into our first segment i know what you did italy did (laughs) <laughs> Dave Italy David Tell us about this segment That's actually a great fucking title Go Diddly David Yeah actually it is Obviously it focuses on you know Ned Flanders So it's actually um, a really short segment But you know it wasn't terrible I enjoyed this one a, um, a little bit uh, We start off with the Simpsons driving on a road A foggy road um, Full moon out uh, Marge realizes that um, Homer forgot to put the fog lights in, mm-hmm. so she's got to pull over for safety uh, reasons and run something over. Uh, they get out of the car, uh, get out of the car to investigate and realize they ran over Ned Flanders, <laughs> and he's dead. Whoops! And Homer's trying to make sure that he's really dead and keeps poking him in the eye with a stick. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Pokes he's him dead. in the eyeball. He's definitely dead. <laughs> are they trying to plot? that's not disgusting at all no they're trying to plot and um trying to figure out how to get rid of the body essentially because nobody would believe that a simpson killed a flame yeah. by accident <laughs> you know realistically if you put homer yeah no one's gonna believe homer did it by accident no. anybody else sure you know okay well bart as well but marge maggie oh, you never know. lisa 
Like, they're not going to do it intentionally. Well, I mean, Maggie did shoot a guy earlier in the series. Yes, yeah, but did. Maggie's Maggie. And then she shot various other people later in the series. <laughs> Maggie's actually kind of evil. Yeah. The, uh, She's probably the best character in The Simpsons. The, uh, She's a Stewie before Stewie was a thing. Sure. The, um, uh, so anyway, so anyway, um, go on, David. Um, so one of Homer's plans to um, make it look like an accident is they're on the roof and Maud's out doing yard work or um, hanging up laundry. I don't know what she was doing. That's sort of weekend at Bernie's routine. Yeah. Um, the most obvious of weekend at Bernie's yeah, routines. Weekend Bernie's too. But Maud was worried about Ned because he goes on these uh, night foggy jogs or whatever. Um, fog walks. Fog walks or whatever. So they're on their um, Homer's roof and he's technically speaking as Ned or whatever. And Ned, uh, Maud's pie um, is done so the oven rings. She turns around and Homer throws Ned off the roof and he lands on a doghouse. <laughs> and she misses it. And she misses it. So that, that was probably the funniest part of the segment, I think. Um, and then he goes and opens the door and acts like Ned had a heart attack and essentially throws him in the middle of the foyer and runs out and Mott screams. And then we are um, at a funeral for Ned. Um, and Homer speaks... And does a speech for Ned because it's his best friend. But uh, he told his family, don't look too sad or else it'll look suspicious. There's yeah. walk-in, big smiles. Yeah, it's not creepy at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, not suspicious at all. No. I'd imagine that's how most people would be looking at my funeral. Man. That's actually... All, all smiles. That's actually super sad. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So as he's going... Um, after he's going through the speech, he's literally like... He's insinuating that March ran him over and... <laughs> Starts winking at her. She's like, stop, stop winking. winking at me. <laughs> God, Homer's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. You gotta love it, though. Uh, they, after the funeral, they head back home. And um, on their door, it says, I know what you did. So, this is obviously a spoof of I know what you did last summer. Um, Which is a spoof of Scream. Yeah. Potentially. Pretty yeah. much, man. I, I hear the movie is nothing like the book. It's it's no. it's actually a really it's, it's if you really boil it down to it, it's a really shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. but no, like, really? like I heard I heard the book that it was based on, like the movie is nothing like it. Like I, the, like I hear the author was like, why did you even use my title? Yeah, it, 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 like <laughs> I I'm sure like some of the backbone stuff is there because it, it's an interesting it's an interesting concept that's literally thrown into the mix of the worst of worst te- like teen. You know, Degrassi drama bullshit. But do you know who wrote the screenplay for I Know What You Did Last Summer? It was Kevin. It was. It was. And, and that's and, and I'm not and I'm not particularly happy that you know that that was one of those oh, things. Oh wow! I know. He wrote a bad screenplay. Oh, he's he's, he's wrote uh, a couple bad screenplays. Yeah, I know he has. Dude, I I I'm, I'm okay to admit that it, there are some things of Kevin Williams that I don't like. Yeah, they, Scream. No, uh, I know what you did last summer and Urban Legend and Scream. No. You didn't like Urban Legend? Yeah, that was alright. It was alright. Here's my question. Did you read the book? I know what you did last summer. No, yeah. I, no I did not. Okay. Do you he know wrote, what the book's about? He wrote The Faculty. He wrote... Wait, the really? Was awesome. Tingle. He wrote The nope. Faculty. Apparently he did. Dude, I heard it was a good movie. Actually, um... Uh, in, Ooh. 
What else did he I did not know this. Ooh. Uh-oh, what else? He created Dawson's Creek. That makes sense. Uh, really? Oh, god damn it. Cursed. That makes sense. Yeah. The, um, uh, the, cr- the writer of Scream created Dawson's Creek. That's he not... also created the following with Kevin Bacon. He created the Vampire di- Diaries. Oh, god, he loves those. Money. I'm Teen dramas. Big fucking money. I... Teen dramas. Big fucking money, man. I, how do you check. love this man? And he created an anthology called Tell Me a Story. The uh, No, I, um, uh, yeah, I didn't particularly care for it. Uh, for, I mean, it's okay. It's like it's very, very disposable. Um, uh, disposable um, horror movie, honestly. It's it's a lot of drama for the for the sake of drama. It's There's nothing... Like, it's over... Yeah. It has none of the... Like, literally has all the worst qualities of everything that Zach hates about Scream is magnified within this. It's just, it's all drama and no fucking satire. And in the sequel, you get Jack Black with dreadlocks. Ugh. Oh, God, why? Uh, you do, he does have a pretty cool death, though. The, um, uh, he gets, t- uh, he gets killed by, uh, Garden Shears. The, um, uh, I've yeah. seen that in Friday the 13th. It was pretty good. The uh, but that being said, um, uh, yeah, it's it's a very it, it's like overly depressive, like you know, like our lives are so hard, and you know, it, it just it just drags. It's teenage bullshit, yeah, is what it, it is. It just drags on like the guilt about it, and like yeah. and it could it and it was one of those things. It could be good, but it was one of those things. I know that this is a producer fight. Mm-hmm. That you know they just wanted the teen drama and the teen angst. And Kevin could have took that concept and made it into something better, but you know they said, they said well, we mean, want a team. Co- we want he, a team. He did create Dawson's Creek. So are you sure that teen angst just didn't come from him? It might have. Might have. How it, old was he when he was writing this shit? That's a good question. Twenties or thirties? Twenties, I believe. Thirties. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> the um, yeah, because he actually wrote the screenplay for I Know What You Did Last Summer before he wrote Scream, but he couldn't sell it. it, it oh, no, that was uh, that was killing Mrs. Tingle. No, 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 I was just reading the IMDb trivia, and it was also, I know... Oh, okay, so that, um, uh, I know that Killing Mrs. Tingle was, like, his first script. Killing Mrs. Tingle? It's actually actually called Teaching Mrs. Tingle Now. He was 31 when Scream was released. Oh, God. Yeah, so, but... Get over it, Zach. One day. Scream's a good movie. Dude, let let it go. Yeah, but I know what you did last summer, though, is just... Oh, dude. It's just just all the drama and, 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 like, over-depressive drama with none of the satire and none of the fun. I only watched it because Jennifer loved you. That was... Well, I mean... That was pretty much it. That had a big crush on her. That'll do you. That's... Okay, I'll I'll give David that. At least he had a legitimate reason. That was pretty much it. That was a great Family Guy joke, too, by the way. It was. So, what happened? Moving on, what happens... Um, so after that, the town people, um, like Chief Wiggum, um, Mo are like staring at them. The twins suspiciously. are the twins. staring at him in there. They're like jump roping while they're staring at them. Mm, I wonder what movie that's from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, they enter the home and every square inch of the walls, couches, or have the um I know what you did last summer. I know what you did. Or I know what you did, not last summer. Yeah. I know what you did. I know what you did. They're screaming. There's a they notice the guy in a cloak riding it. They scream, run out into the car. Which is literally the fucking costume from yeah. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's got the hook and and everything. Um they run out of the house, they get in the car, they drive off. Homer begs God if he if 
Yeah. <laughs> loves them. If you truly Two. love me, you'll save me. You'll car save goes me. on empty. <laughs> Dope. Oh. They get out of the car because um, a guy in the cloak's reaching or approaching. Yep. Um, Don't forget Homer suggests they're hiding places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Marge, go to the abandoned carnival. Uh, Lisa, pet cemetery. Bart, spooky roller disco. <laughs> and I go skinny Bart. dipping in the lake where the sexy teens got killed 100 years ago tonight. <laughs> oh, Jesus How many references Christ. can we fit into this section? <laughs> the answer, a lot. <laughs> go to uh, I, I kind of want to make a horror movie out of spooky roller disco now. I want to make a horror movie out of Crystal Lake. They already did that, Zach. They already did it. It's called Friday 13. No. Part 8. Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Mark, you're going to love that one. Oh, I'm sure. that made Brandon's head hurt. He hasn't seen that one? He hasn't seen really? it. Brandon what? It was so funny watching Brandon just try to make sense of the movie. Oh, and yeah. I keep telling everybody. And especially with the background I have. Because <laughs> where does this one take place for the bulk of the movie? On a ship. Yeah. Again, I will say this. I'm going to say this a thousand times in the future. I fucking know this. With Friday the 13th, don't try to make sense of it. So Your head will hurt. Especially in part eight. Yeah, my head hurts now. The, uh, what happened next? The guy with the cloak approaches. They realize it's Ned Flanders. And they're like, wait a minute. We thought you were dead. Well, you must be a zombie. He's like, no, you couldn't kill the undead. So he tells them the story of that night when they ran him over and he got attacked by a um, werewolf. That was pretty much, he got bit by a werewolf. They ran him over. They ran him over. Then we cut back to them again and full moon appears and Ned Flanders turns into a werewolf. A pretty vicious one too. Yeah. The animation was pretty good there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- th- this segment had a lot of good animation. Like when it was spinning around when Homer was doing the pointing thing, that yeah. was a good shot. And then when Werewolf Flanders is chasing Homer at the end, that was a really good shot. Yeah. The use of shadows with the uh, when all, all the words appeared on appeared on their wall, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff with that, you know. And and uh, yeah, the shit's on references, man. Oh yeah. So shit's um, on references. Homer says, I think run, but. Marge and the kids are already like. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, when, he, when he changed. Um, he uh, Flanders slobbered all over. Oh, yeah. Homer was like, "Hey, I want the uh, news, not the weather." Hey, Marge, did you hear me zing? Werewolf Flanders, and he just looks over, and Marge, and the kids are just already running. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Whoops! The uh... and Ned Flanders attacks him, starts him. eating him, and Homer taunts him while he <laughs> Ned's eating him. He says, well, your, um, your head or your eyes your are bigger, eyes than, are your bigger than your stomach. Your eyes are bigger than your stomach, eh, Wolfie? <laughs> and that just provokes him even more. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Was I'd pr- probably do that, too. Yeah. That was a pretty, this was a pretty fun episode. Yeah, this was a fun segment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, number two. Number two. Num- we have Desperately Zeking Xena. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, the episode starts out with, uh, on Halloween night, uh, with the kids, all the kids from the school entering uh, the school to go get all their candy checked through an airport um, x-ray. Uh, Chief Wiggum is there checking candy and clearly missing a bunch of shit. Razor no, no, blades. no, he doesn't miss it. He points it out. And, the, and then he lets it go. He doesn't care. Syringes and razor blades and all kinds of... Ooh, white chocolate. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, so plenty of Which, things. I'm just going to ask, does anybody actually like white chocolate? Not particularly. I like I white don't. chocolate. No. I do. Yeah, not, not really. I... 
Reese's white chocolate, I like. Dude, I was always more of a dark chocolate. Like same. white chocolate but and peanut it. butter? That sounds nasty to me. Actually, yeah. Dude, really Reese, good. Reese's cups are fantastic. Yeah. Look, the white chocolate white ones chocolate are good. Is just, there's just, it, it's something about it. It just, it just, it, it, it just it's tastes not good. Yeah. And like dark chocolate weird. tastes yeah. phenomenal. Milk chocolate tastes good. White chocolate is like. Because it's not actually chocolate. It's, it's, it's not real it, chocolate. It yeah. may as well not it's be. It's not. The, um, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's yeah, definitely not chocolate. Lies and slander? Pretty yes. much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that, everybody. Yes, pretty much. I mean, that's how it tastes, too. It tastes like fucking lies and slander. Dude. Like <laughs> that's fucking, what it tastes like. Two reminds me of like, some Ron Swanson quotes and everything else. I hate two things. Lying and skim milk, which is, which is water lying about being milk. So they continue to get uh, everything checked. Um, and of course, the the bully uh, tries to force his huge sleeping bag worth of candy inside of the X-ray machine. The X-ray machine is overloaded and shoots out a bunch of nuclear rays and hits Lisa and Bart. Uh, Lisa gets knocked into a um, the bleachers. A, a, a giant bleachers gets crushed, but uh, it real, they all realize that she has super strength and she quickly gets out of it. And then Bart says, "Well, well I got hit too. Like I wonder what I got." And he has uh, stretchy powers. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, and he ends up doing a few pranks here and there. I'm really surprised we didn't get a dick joke in there at any point. We got an ass joke later, so yeah. you know, that's about as That was just weird. That was weird. Um, so they uh, so they decide that they're going to fight crime together. Um, and they do various tasks. They fight some robbers. Uh, Bart helps Homer get a watch out of some pipes in a toilet. Um, and then they come ac- across their first supervillain, which is the Collector. Uh, which Played is, by comic book guy. Pretty much, it's comic book guy, and everybody <laughs> knows it. Uh, comic book guy ends up kidnapping several different uh, um, of his favorite fan fiction characters. Uh, one being um, Zenith Princess Warrior. Um, uh, played by what is the actress Lucy Lawless Lucy Lawless yes um, uh, who is absolutely gorgeous. Um, that is now actually when I was a kid, I used to my dad traveled a lot, so I actually watched. Uh, when he would come back, we would eat frozen Reese's on an ugly green couch. We would watch uh, Star Trek Next Gen, um, uh, Hercules, the TV show, and Zenith Princess Warrior. And everybody wonders why I'm a nerd. Um, uh, and that was my starting into nerdy television. So, and then sure. also, also too, you know, we would uh, we would watch the uh, the um, remastered version of the original Star Wars uh, trilogy as well. So that was that we used to switch off between those two. The Zach, get it over. makes me happy, but you also still disappoint me, dude. Get over it. I can choose like, one. I can, I can like both. You cannot be a Trekkie. I, I, I can like both. No, you can't. Fuck it. Nope. It's twenty twenty. No, I don't go. give a shit. Can't. Let it go, bro. They're the first one that I liked both because I consider them two different things. One is, uh, is one is good. One is shit. One is science fantasy, and one is science fiction. Dude, two, two Star Wars genres. is science fiction. It's it just in a galaxy far, far away. Dude, it might as well. It's it's the, the space wizards. Yeah, we're, Look, a in a long, galaxy far, far away, there's science to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's we're getting off topic. Trust anyway, me. so uh, so Zenith is at a is at a convention, and then the collector uh, goes ahead and kidnaps her, leading to a very hilarious joke. Uh, where he uh, picks her up by a giant magnet, which is a um, breastplate, <laughs> and she is attempting to un uh, uh, to un uh, um, undress it, uh, untangle it, or whatever, unknot it um, to slip out. Okay. And there's a bunch of nerds with a bunch of uh, uh, pictures, picture uh, um, cameras, camcorders, so on and so forth, ready to uh, see her topless. And then she's like, "Nope, not doing that." 
She ends up getting kidnapped. Um, and then the collector has several different uh, nerdy characters in giant, um, I don't know, either comic book covers. Mylar bags. Mylar bags, but they're, yeah. He has Doctor Who, Yasmin Bleeth, uh, the robot from Lost in Space, <laughs> Matt Groening himself. Can anybody point out which Doctor <laughs> Who? Because I don't know which one. Tom Baker. Okay. Jasmine Bleeth. I don't know how I know that. I was actually surprised because I, I, I know none of us really watch the show. Like I watched I it have bit. Like I know two. Never of them. seen an episode of Doctor Who. Neither really? have neither have I. That is one of those nerd things that yeah. I've just kind of sidestepped. I watched a big fan of that. And, uh, yeah, dude. I just it was one of those things I just never cared to get yeah, involved. A good friend of mine is a huge fan, and my sister yeah, fucking loves it as well. Kind of annoying. Every season is a new fucking Doctor Who. It's eh, fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that shit. So the um, so they end up uh, Lisa and Bart show up uh, to uh, uh, go ahead and fight the collector. Uh, the uh, the collector um, ends up defeating them, and, um, and <laughs> uh, um, they're about to be dropped into uh, what was that that he was going to drop them into? Lucite. Lucite. Thank you. And um, uh, and and he begins to propose to Zenith, and he says, "You may call me a couple." Are you calling her Zenith? Um, Zenith. I've been hearing Zenith. Yeah, same here. Zenith. Bad habit. I don't know. That's a TV. Oh. Okay. The, uh... Yeah, that is actually TV. Well, there's gonna be a bunch of people to get Mark's shit now. I don't care. <laughs> this motherfucker! Please direct all angry comments to <laughs> Mark and not at Midwest Horror Network. Yeah. You know, dude, I, I, as long as people are commenting, I don't really care. Yeah, that is um, true. <laughs> yeah, fair. So, um, I'll take the... You know what? Uh, any press is good press. Um... I, I disagree with that statement. The uh, hmm. what are you gonna do? Anyway, he's there, there's he some press I would prefer not to have. The uh, I agree. Yeah, I suppose so. The uh, I can think of a few things. Yeah. Um, any, anything in terror. <laughs> the um, oh, uh, anyway. Um, so uh, uh, so she distracts him um, uh, just long enough to uh, grab his lips. She literally says, "Hey, look, um, why don't you give me a kiss?" And she grabs his lips. And then throws him around and ends up defeating him. And then uh, they go ahead and rescue uh, Bart and Lisa. And then he gets tossed into the chemical. What was it again? Lucite. Lucite. Um, All because he gave up on life for opening the limited edition episode one Darth Maul lightsaber. (laughs) No, it's lost its value. um, uh, Dude. I had so many of those things as a kid. Yeah. Dude, what's the, what's the point? You gotta though. play with it, man. I still have those damn things. So do I. They're fucking God, awesome. I fucking love my lightsabers. The, uh... Wow. We really... <laughs> yeah, we're nerds. Dude, dude that, that, that joke from the last substance episode is still running deep, man. <laughs> I've wasted my, my life. life. I wasted my life. <laughs> that joke was so fucking funny. <laughs> Um, so, so anyway, uh, they go ahead and do that, and then they end up, uh, flying away, and thus it concludes this particular episode. Um, it was actually a really fun episode, I laughed quite a few times, um, uh, there were certainly a lot of good nerd jokes that were happening, um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I you know, definitely a, a good segment. I'm gonna remember it, I'm gonna remember it far more than the last ep- episode that we watched. I enjoyed yeah. it too. I don't think I liked it as much as the first segment. Fair enough. Um, this one definitely definitely leaned a lot away from the horror. Like, if it wasn't for the Halloween opening, um, I would almost say, why is, is this, this in here? Yeah. Yeah, um, I get that. It's still good, but it is an odd 
It is. It's very. It's like far more. It's like, an odd choice of story for a Halloween episode. It really I, is. I, I mean, I, they got the superpowers and everything, but it doesn't feel like a horror episode at all. You no. just have to. No. Be, you yeah. have the first minute and a half of Halloween, and that's it. It, it, it's the fact that they were able to do something crazy that they can't do in the regular show yeah. is the reason why it's in here. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I get it. The um, I certainly get it. It was an yeah. opportunity for them to try something new. And I think it worked. You know, maybe if yeah, comic book guy's skin would have liked to formed or something like that, that would have been cool, but... Yeah. The end of Battlestar Galactica. I will have yeah, because awesome I mean, consi- considering that ever. the first segment ended with us hearing Homer getting mauled and then the next one ends with, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like they could have done something a bit more graphic with this. I don't know. It's, it was good, but it does feel like, considering that it's a Halloween episode, that there are some missed opportunities. It doesn't here. really feel like it belongs. Yeah, it is definitely the odd it, duck it, I, of um, this trio. Again, it's not bad, but it just doesn't feel like it's proper. I agree with you. I do feel like it, like it doesn't belong, but I understand why it's there. Yeah. The, um, I mean, I, 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 again, I'm back with David who said, like, this was just an opportunity for them to do it because, oh, it was you. That, you know, they wouldn't be able to normally do this within the season. So, I get that. Yeah. I, I get that opportunity. It's missing something. Definitely out of place. The, um, but I definitely enjoyed it. It was a fun oh, yeah. episode. It was fun. Yeah. The, um, uh, so, I think. Right. Um, any other thoughts on this one before we move on? No. All right. Finally, Zach, tell us about our final segment of this episode, Life's a Glitch and Then You Die. (laughs) So this takes place literally minutes before Y2K is going to happen. So everybody's at the TV waiting for the little ball to drop. Everybody's saying all the bugs and glitches in every computer have been fixed, which is literally fucking impossible. So screw you. Anyways... The plot uh, needs to happen, Zach. Fair. Um, Homer is um, just like, yeah, I didn't do anything. But, and everybody's just like, wait, you didn't fix all the bl- bugs and glitches at the nuclear power plant? No. Whoops. And then Lisa goes on, but if you didn't do that, then the whole world's going to end because everything's going to glitch and this network's going to spread a virus and everything's going to go to hell. And then Homer just responds with, Lisa, that's insane. If something like that were to actually happen, I would be terrified right now. <laughs> Ball starts to drop and everything like that. It says 1999 on the counter, and as soon as it hits zero, it goes back to 1990? And then 1900. I mean, 1900. And then yeah, sure. Dick Clark dissolves into a robot. And then, Not even a Terminator. It would have been cool if it was a Terminator, but no, it was just a freaking robot. No. And then every electrical device just short circuits, explodes, or just completely stops. It kind of becomes a maximum overdrive situation. No, no, no. No, no, maximum, no. This is no. what maximum overdrive should, should have been. been. The, um, no, the concept of machines killing us. Yeah. yeah. But this sentient. wasn't even really machines killing people. This was just shit not working or just randomly no, exploding. The, there were machines killing them. To a, all right, sure. To a small degree. Like the waffle iron. The waffle the iron traffic lights weird. were shooting lasers. Yeah, yeah that's, there's that. Yeah. There is that. So, you the know... razor that Homer gave to Marge, that attacked her. Oh, you mean the fucking digital vibrating razor? Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> attacks, it attacks Marge's neck and then just, you know, decides to shave the freaking grass for like... I don't know, whatever. So, yeah, they're walking away from church. You know, everything's still exploding. The street lights are shooting lasers because, you know, logic. Oh, and then the coffee machine also swallows up Nelson. It did? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Um... 
And then they find Krusty hanging in a bush because, you know, he has a pacemaker, apparently, and it's having him do the hummingbird, so his arms are moving really, really fast, and he needs to drink his weight in, what, maple syrup? Nectar. Nectar, there you and go. And I'm actually kind of impressed that by flapping his arms, he was able to kind of fly for, for a good like 10 a, seconds, yeah. and then it just stops, and he... Okay, well, it stops. He doesn't die, but... They it, think it, he dies. Yeah, they think he died, and they find this top-secret envelope on it that takes him to, like, these rockets that are going to go to Mars... So they go to these rockets, and it's just like, uh, is your name in the list? Uh, and then Homer comes up with some dumbass excuse or name, and then Lisa's just like, no, we're the Simpsons. That's uh, Homer, that's Bart, and that's my mom, and I'm Lisa. Guy goes, oh, Lisa, good. Uh, we're glad you're here. You're the like maintenance inspector or whatever. Proofreader. Proofreader, there you go. And the guy's just like, all right, well, you have to make a very difficult decision. You can only choose one parent. Mom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Without a hint of regret. So they get on the ship, they leave, and then Homer's just like, I want you to remember me just as I am. Just with pure vengeful rage inside! So yeah, uh, Homer and Bart start walking. You lived a full life, right, Bart? Bart gives him that depressing look. Oh. <laughs> and then they find another missile that's just, you know, plain. Rocket. It's rocket, whatever. And, um, yeah, so like, cool, no one's guarding it. We could get on it, fucking leave. Both the rockets launch, and it's just, okay, we made it. Um, and then they start noticing that a bunch of, like, really you know, kind of hated celebrities or mock celebrities are all on here. And it's Ross just... Perot, Spike Lee, Tanya Harding, Tom Arnold, Pauly Shore. Al Sharpton. <laughs> so, and then they realize uh, they missed Mars and they're heading directly for the sun. The other, the other rocket went to Mars. They're going to the sun. And then Rosie O'Donnell starts singing. <laughs> the whole rocket just starts singing. Homer's just yeah. like, I don't want to live anymore. Get to the sun. Bart's like, don't worry. We'll be dead in five minutes. Fuck that. It's too late. And hits the eject button. <laughs> That's leading to the best and joke. proceeds to kill themselves. Their heads explode in space. And you just hear this collective. Ah. <laughs> Followed by two loud pops. Oh, man. <laughs> Roll credits. That, that, is, that is the. That was fucking hilarious yeah that was great. that that broke zach for a few minutes i haven't heard it. a rosie o'donnell joke in fucking forever that was great you know something insane that like there's there's a whole group of like teenagers right now that don't know what the fuck y2k is y2k oh, yeah. rosie o'donnell uh some people know tanya harding is thanks to the i tanya movie that came out a while ago but uh tom movie. arnold yeah Tom Arnold, Polly Shore. Too. Definitely not gonna know. The uh, okay, Polly yeah, fucking Shore. Polly Shore. Jeez. Tom Arnold's like, we should work together. We should do a show together. Which, oh. I, even as a kid, I was like, what show? You're heading into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> even as a kid, Brandon's using logic, just like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I like that. I can just picture a tiny brain and just like. <laughs> the, um, with, with all the other stuff that I just didn't care about in these Halloween episodes, that is the one logic gap that has always bugged me. It's Polly Shore and Tom Arnold. Rosie O'Fucking Donald, man. That, that is all you need to know. Jesus Christ. Courtney Love is on there too. Courtney oh, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Celebrities that people who were born ten years ago do not know. About. Oh, they, no idea. Like you know, like oh man, who are these people? Dude, some of these, some of the like. I think Courtney we loves fall. Hold on. Well, back in episode two, we, we made this thing. Like some of these jokes are going to be very time specific, and some of them are just going to be timeless. 
Um, uh, and, this was a very time specific one, and actually, this but interesting it still worked for us. Oh, it's oh, it's, it's clearly we were alive then. Yeah, that's true. And then, we saw Y two K and remember it. I remember it kinda. Um, uh, the yeah. uh, how do I remember it better than you did? I have no I idea. You were older. Were, people were making like a big deal out of it. The, yeah, uh, I think always. I think I think it's because my dad was like, "This is a bunch of bullshit. Don't worry about yeah. it." <laughs> the uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Any... Here's the thing: I don't. Ever, the only thing I don't remember anybody ever being scared of it, though. That's the thing. There was people. There was scared a lot. Of it. Of oh, people. I'm sure there were. But like, Dude, my general one... circle, I was just no one gave a shit. There's people on that day, like locked in a church like that was it oh, was that do, bad do they like they bought a, like they had a huge like bunker business yeah back then. like then like the last episode episode like that was a legitimate business okay hang on wait i got it okay so y2k was essentially our 2012 yes pretty much yeah yes. Yes. Yes, yes. just probably on a more amplified level i think 2012 was a little tame compared to what i hear because nobody's making jokes I about 2012 i don't know like i remember Way more people afraid of 2012 than I knew people who are afraid of Y2K. Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like I hear more Y2K jokes than I have 2012 jokes. Like, 2012 jokes came during 2012, yeah. sure. Like, I remember as soon as 2012 hit, all like, the fucking memes on Facebook were going. Like, if I were to count how many people I've met who are legitimately afraid of Y2K, and then count the people I've met who are legitimately afraid of 2012... I know way more who are afraid of 2012. Like I know, like I know people who were afraid of the world ending on that day in 2012. I feel like it's because we were older for the 2012 bit than we that were for the Y2K. Yeah, because we were still kids at the time, There's so that. we wouldn't pay attention as much. And, and also, too, like there was a like there was way more humor around Y2K than anything. Like it, it like it became like a farce because so many people were like buying. Bunkers and like yeah. and buying like year supply with so maybe it, maybe, maybe it was the... just like a small amount of people, but the, that small amount of people amassed for some big jokes. Oh yeah, that absolutely. Might be what it, it, just, it was just the behavior of what was going on and how people were reacting was so over the top that, that it was it was very much like now with the toilet paper thing. Like it's like if everybody's making jokes about that, like <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah. how it was with Y two K. Funny enough, the I think my first like. The funniest thing I've ever seen with Y2K was the Family Guy episode. Yeah, I don't remember. First ch- chicken fight. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, the uh, show me potato salad. Yep. Yeah, yeah, The I whole Twinkie that. thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Bill Clinton touching Hillary's tit. <laughs> I don't remember. He sees, the nuke go- he sees the nuke go off in the window. Oh, fuck it. Come here, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> First time, huh, Bill? The, uh, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no. I just remember a lot. Yeah, it was a lot more jokes going on. The um, uh, and I just remember. I specifically remember my dad being like, being like, "It's a bunch of bullshit. Don't worry about it." The um, uh, he was in the airlines and like, they had made several plans to make sure that you know nothing did happen. I remember watching a documentary on it. There was an actual Congress, you know, a, a congressional committee. And there was a guy who was a tech guy who was in charge of that. And he's like, yeah, we did a lot of work beforehand to make sure that everything made the transition because there was concern. But he, even him, he's like, he's like, yeah, it, it would have sucked, but it wouldn't have been like apocalyptic like people thought it was. He's like, people just dragged that out. Like he's like, we may have had some plane crashes, we may have had some computer, you know, computers down had we not done the work. But 
to say that it was going to be the, the end of the world was, was way overdone. Yeah. Way overdone. I wonder if there are any flights that are just like, not through this time. <laughs> the, uh, no, probably, I don't know. Who, who the hell knows? But, you uh, know, what, what I would have done if I were a pilot, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do this flight at an increased rate. Always the capitalist, Vernon. The, um, uh, but, um, but yeah, it was a funny episode. Like, you yeah. Know, it is a funny episode. I think it's like the ending it's kind of, was fucking hysterical. I think it's kind of nice that at least like it's seeming like there's at least one of the sections that works for me. Like it, 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 you know, it may not be all of them, but at least one of them really lands and lands well. Um, I don't walk into an episode feeling like oh god, like all of these were just they just dragged ass. But a, a, at least one in any in every single episode. Um, actually worked. I, I, I know it's coming in a few handfuls of episodes. Oh, okay. I'm going to regret what I just said. But you know what's so funny, though? The, it was just my imagination <laughs> to this feel fast. It, this episode? Yeah, this episode. Yeah. It felt it felt quick. It, yeah, it was actually a really well-paced episode. Yeah, like, it, like nothing yeah. about this felt like it dragged. Yeah, like it was like, very quick. The last episode we did um trios of horror nine like even though that one had a lot of jokes i i la- like i even said in it i laughed a lot but i still felt like it was kind of just dragging its feet in a way um i feel like you guys are on drugs that was still that's still my favorite episode so far yeah we got the howling thing going like on so better than this episode yeah i agree nine's better than ten overall i like ten only because the second segment of this um episode feels like it's just kind of out of place i think i would love it if it was its own like, yeah did it feel out of place really yes cool. but i feel like they did more with this premise than the last episode second segment did with their premise yeah. I, I disagree i really did enjoy the second episode like the itchy and scratchy cartoon was really good yeah i enjoy that one better than the second segment yeah I, I don't know about that i think i think i was with i'm and i think i'm more with brian on what he said about the last one which was like i don't think they did enough nah, with that concept of a halloween episode then yeah it the um, and i get it, it like I, I get that the second episode was like i it felt yeah. out of place but it was still a good episode i'm not gonna take yeah, i'm not gonna, I'm not, take gonna it. I'm, not, I'm not gonna take Nobody's, the quality of it because it felt nobody's saying that it was a bad um yeah segment i'm just saying that it just didn't belong it's mm. true. We're doing Treehouse of Horror. This was That's not horror at all. Nothing. It was funny, but nothing. There was no element of um, horror in there or Halloween. So, any last thoughts on this segment before we do our recap? No. no that last joke was good. fucking funny. Yeah, suicide is always hilarious. Sure. Um, <laughs> as we learned from Lethal Weapon. Um, oh, that's, ooh, another Simpsons, that's another Simpsons joke. Ooh. When Homer meets Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. And he's saying, movies are important. Lethal Weapon taught us suicide was funny. Uh, Homer, that's not really what I was going for. Before Lethal Weapon 2, I didn't know there could be a bomb in my toilet. But now I check every time. (laughs) Movies really mean that much to you? There are two types of Mel Gibson jokes depending on what show you watch. That's true. No, no, no. What what are they saying? Which also, in the line for the Mars ship, you do see Mel Gibson. Of course. Ron Howard was also in there. Oh my god. Mark amazing. McGuire was in there. Fucking yeah. that is pretty great. The uh Zach uh, I was thinking about the Tom Hanks joke for Family Guy. The uh Tom Hanks was crazy crazy funny. I have AIDS. <laughs> oh that <laughs> <laughs> 
Tom Hanks, funny guy. Yeah, that was from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, God, it was okay. Is it okay? It's an early 1990s drama. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Not, not as good as uh, Jonathan Demi's previous movie as a director, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah Silence of the Lambs happened. is the shit. The, um, anyway. Um, and, but yeah, Tom Hanks actually won back-to-back Best Actor Oscars, Philadelphia, and Forrest Gump. And he was also nominated again for Castaway, but he didn't win. Yeah. Like, I, I think really? I, I think like I think people would have lost their shit if he got a triple if, if he got a triple it, crown. But that wasn't three years in a row though. Castaway was two thousand. Okay. Yeah, Forrest Gump was ninety four. Philadelphia was ninety three. Mm. I, I, I he was also sworn... nominated for Saving Private Ryan. Was that ninety five? Ninety eight. Oh, I thought I could have sworn his ninety five had... movie was Apollo thirteen, but he was not nominated for it. Oh, okay. I could have sworn he he had an opportunity to have a trifecta. Damn Private Ryan was such a great fucking movie. It is. Yeah. I love that movie to death. So, uh, funniest moment of this episode. <laughs> uh, is anybody not going with that final moment? I'm not going with that final moment. What are you Ooh, going David, with? David. Oh, what are you going with? Throwing, Our own personal Judas. Throwing what are you going uh, for? Flanders off the roof <laughs> and Mod Messiah. That was the funniest. Yeah, that was pretty fucking hilarious. There's actually a lot of good ones in this. The um, But yeah, I'm going to go with... Um, uh, Suicide. Yeah. Anything that involves dying just makes me laugh. Dude, that was just because I'm just... a morbid piece of shit. <laughs> Your words, not ours. Uh, the Sex uh, I, I do also them. like the various hiding places in the first segment. Yeah, Sp- especially Spooky Roller Disco. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, you, know, you guys really did enjoy the Spooky Roller Disco. It's that little music beat. Yeah, <laughs> when they cut to it. The uh, they did it for us. Yeah, that was a funny. That, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a couple of funny bits in that. Right. The and the whole thing too with uh, um, uh, with uh, um, uh, Xena Princess Warrior with the with the, yeah, the top, the top yeah. of the map. Uh, Mark and Xena Warrior Princess. Sorry. God damn. Mark. You're fucking up left and right today. The uh, fuck are you? Fuck are you all two times. <laughs> uh, but no, suicide. Uh, suicide by space is pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. All right. What about a scariest, creepiest, or grossest moment? I liked the writing on the wall in the first segment. I thought that was very well animated with the lightning effects and everything. I, I think that was a very effective horror type moment. Like that, that was probably the closest this episode came to having that horror vibe to it. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. That was yeah, that was pretty good. The um, and then also uh, it was kind of it was funny, but it was all kind of disturbing of Homer getting eaten. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna pick that one. The uh, yeah. yeah, and Werewolf Flanders was very vicious, very looking. creepy, vicious. It was great. It was great animation. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with uh, you guys on the uh, Flanders bit at the end. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, least favorite segment. Second. 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 I'm yeah. gonna go with a second on there, and that's yeah. just by default. I liked it, but yeah, I, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, but, there wasn't but, a single bad one in this no. one. But again, but, again, you've always said it. Yeah. Like there, there is always gonna be a, you know one that we have to pick as our least favorite. We, we only have three to choose from. Correct. Yeah. It's you know it's gonna happen either way. Like I said, I, if this was like an actual whole episode, it would be really freaking awesome. Yeah, it, it was great. Yeah. It just didn't fit. It, it is. It, it is the odd man out. Yeah. In the treehouse of horror. Which is sad. It was a huge missed opportunity there, but oh yeah, it was. It was a fun um, episode. Favorite segment. Third First one. Third. First one. That's actually tough. I think I had a tough time doing saying between the third one. It's just I, that I, joke I at the say, end really saved it for me, dude. I, 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 I will say I like the first segment a lot more now than I used to. 
I'm gonna go with the third one just because there's a there's a lot of good rap, pop culture references in there why that is, I really did appreciate. Why is that, Brandon? Like I'm, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember what I thought about it when I was a kid, but I, I don't know. Like I, I always liked the second one a lot as a kid, and the mm. third one has always been my favorite of this episode. But yeah, I guess now that I'm older, it's like there are a lot of things in the animation. Yeah. And now that we're actually dissecting it in a discussion right now, it's like yeah, this one did have a lot of funny moments in it. So it, it actually holds up a lot. It's a very simple one, and maybe mm. that's why um, I didn't think about it much when I was younger. Um, but there's a lot of beauty in that simplicity. Yeah, that's what I said in the beginning. Is like it's a really short one, but it was, you know, it was great. Short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. I dig that. Cool. All right. Well, that is it for Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Ten. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and that like button. Uh, If you like what you heard, be sure to check us out at Midwest Horror Network on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher. And also to make sure that you never miss a beat with us, go ahead and press that little bell button so you always get notified about all of our great new new and uh, continuing content, including our great narrative show, Living Nightmares, where we go ahead and tell you very scary true stories about horrifying experiences that have happened to people. Also, our great show, Screaming Room, where we uh, dissect, uh, watch, view, react some great lesser-known horror movies. And also check out Zach's show, Let's Play a Game, where Zach checks out all of the awesome horror video games that are out there, plays it, and reacts to it. Thank you so much, and of course, uh, tell your aunts, brothers, sisters, uncles, best friends all about our awesome channel, the Midwest Horror Network. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on the Treehouse of Horror. Happy October 10th.